Hello, and welcome to the Alchemy of Art podcast with your host, Addie Hirschton. Join us as we share folk tales and true stories about artists and the creative process. Good morning. We'll start with the quote of the day. Lucretius wrote, Nothing can be created out of nothing. Hello, everyone. My name is Addie Hirschen. I'm a contemporary impressionist painter, teacher with the Indianapolis Art Center, author and public speaker. The purpose of this podcast is to share the folk tales and true stories about art and artists that I have collected as an art teacher. I hope they are as inspiring to you as they are to me. So our story of the day is the muses. Now, um, this is a very, very ancient story. It was written, um, we have first documentation of it in a poem, written circa 700 BC by Hesiod. So um, Hesiod wrote uh, a poem called Theogony. So it's H-E-S-I-O-D. That's the guy's name. Um, And he did write it in ancient Greek. The Muses. In the land of ancient Greece, there was a natural spring where water bubbled up out of the ground. The winged horse named Pegasus flew down to this spring. As he drank the water, his hooves gently touched the ground. From his footsteps, nine beautiful women were born. These women became known as the Muses. Each of them had a special talent. One was a poet, one was a musician, and one was a dancer. When they created their art, new ideas would come to humans. These inspirations began guiding artists all around the world. Zeus, king of the gods, gathered the Muses to his side. They lived in the heavens of Mount Olympus. One day, a horrible creature called the Sphinx was inspired by the Muses to write a riddle. The Sphinx had the head of a woman and the body of a winged lion. She had a taste for humans. She began pouncing on people who entered into the forest, and each person she attacked was asked the riddle. If they answered it incorrectly, she would eat them. The riddle seemed impossible to solve. Everyone who encountered the Sphinx was killed. Soon the people of the land proclaimed that anyone who defeated the Sphinx would be rewarded handsomely. A clever man named Oedipus decided to face this challenge. He prayed to the muses to guide him to the correct answer. Oedipus entered the forest alone. He walked for miles on a twisty dirt path until the Sphinx jumped out from the bushes, knocking him down. She asked him the riddle. What animal is born four-footed, becomes two-footed, becomes three-footed, and then four-footed again? The Sphinx licked her lips 
as she laughed. The claws on her paws scratched Oedipus. The answer came to him. It is a human, he said, for, for when we are babies we crawl on all fours. When we are grown up we walk on two legs. As we age we use a cane to help us walk, which gives us three legs. Then, when we become very old, we return to all fours, unable to stand. The Sphinx roared in shock. Oedipus seized his chance. Lifting his sword, he killed the beast. The people of Thebes made Oedipus their king for defeating the monster. Oedipus received his reward and was forever grateful to the Muses for guiding him to the correct answer. Throughout time, the Muses continued to give gifts of artistic talent to mortal humans. The end. <laughs> so, as I said before, this that's the ancient Greek version retold in my own words. If you liked this story, you also might be interested to watch uh, the movie The Muse, which was made in 1999. It's about a Hollywood screenwriter who seeks help from a rather crazy muse. Uh, also, if you like this story, you might want to go on the internet and do a search for what muse are you quiz. Um, you can answer some questions and then it'll tell you which of the muses best suits your personality. When I did it, it turned out I was Melpomini, the muse of tragedy. Aha. I don't know if that's surprising or not. <laughs> the things we can find on the internet. So um, every week at the end of the story, I've got questions from listeners. And to submit these questions, you can go to azirfineart.com and fill out the contact form and ask me the questions and I will receive it and answer it at a later date. Now, um, but because this is the beginning of the podcast, of course, I've asked my friends and fans on Facebook if they have questions um, and then we would cover them. And one question I received was, so what's the deal with the muses? Is that a real thing? <laughs> I love the way they phrased that. What's the deal with the muses? Um, so you just heard the story. That's the very old story that we have documentation of. Um, but it, oftentimes when I read this story to people, they're surprised because in our modern day American culture, we usually use the term muse to mean another person who's inspired the artist to create. So for example, if I uh, fell romantically in love with somebody and then I created a piece of artwork that's inspired by them, I could say, he was my muse, right? Um, and if you're using muse in, in that way, then I would say, yes, you know, a, a muse could be a real thing. I've certainly had uh, many instances in my life where, um, you know, I, I fell in love with somebody or fell out of love with somebody and then I, it, it inspired artwork. Or um, my love for my daughter, I've made you know, several paintings about motherhood and that feeling. Um, so that can be real. You know, the, this uh, relationships we have with another person, with a muse, could um, inspire artwork. Um, but I want to just throw out the idea that it's not really the other person who's inspiring the artist, but the feelings that we have about them are evoking the inspiration. Um, part of this myth 
that I've never been quite comfortable with is the idea that inspiration comes from outside ourselves um, and not from our own mind, from our own feelings, but we have to have some divine source that's, you know, shooting this idea into our brains from far away on high. And I, and I feel, no, I mean, the source is inside yourself. Um, so, so my thoughts, my thoughts on that. And this leads me to the book recommendation of the day. So, um, this is an amazing book. It's so fascinatingly interesting. There's a book that's called American Venus, the Extraordinary Life of Audrey Munson, Model and Muse. And this is by uh, Diana Rosas and Anita Bourne. So Audrey Munson, if you haven't heard of her, was a nude model for many different sculptors um, and artists in New York City. Um, at, uh, you know, maybe I think between like 1910 and 19. 19- 25 or something like that. I'm, I'm guessing at the numbers. It's been a while since I read this book. But um, so she worked as a nude model and many, many, many of the sculptures that you might see walking around downtown New York City and um, the estates in the area are um, Audrey Munson was the muse, the model for those sculptures. She was very famous in her time. Uh, lots of tabloids would have, you know, information about what she's doing now. And, um, and her life ended in a rather tragic, strange way. So uh, she reached her 30s. She's, you know, no longer being wanted as a model as much. And then there was a scandal of some murder associated with her. Um, and the press got hold of this and um, and she was shamed, you know, and but and then she ended up in a, a psychiatric ward um, for years and years. And she died at the very old age of 105 and she spent 70 years of her life in a psychiatric hospital. So it's just a, a, an amazing story. Um, and. Uh, interesting person, Audrey Munson. So again, that book is called American Venus, The Extraordinary Life of Audrey Munson, Model and Muse. Okay, so that brings us to the end of our podcast today. Um, Be on the lookout for my upcoming book, The Alchemy of Art, Stories for the Classroom. It's a collection of 50 folk tales and true stories for our educators to read out loud to their students. And many of the stories that we're sharing on this podcast, including the muses, the one we did today, will be found in this book, along with recommended resources and lesson plans. If you love this podcast and want to see it continue, uh, please support us by going to my website, which is um, azirfineart.com, and make a donation on the podcast page. Love to hear from you. Thanks, everyone. May these stories about art and the creative process inspire you. May you find your voice. I want to hear what you have to say. You have been listening to the Alchemy of Art podcast. To find out more about Addie Hirshton and her work, 
go to azirfineart.com. That's A-Z-H-I-R-F-I-N-E-A-R-T.com.